Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Boyvon and this is Star Wars 7x7. We're at episode number 1704 today. Thank you so much for joining me for it. Thank you for subscribing if you're doing that too. And thank you also to all the patrons who are helping make this show possible at patreon.com slash SW7x7. So there is a lot to talk about regarding Star Wars Galaxy's Edge because Disney and Lucasfilm hosted a media tour and Amy Ratcliffe and Anthony Bresnikan and a bunch of other folks got to explore and get tons of details about it. And right now we actually have shows planned this week on Star Wars 7x7 where it doesn't really work for me to talk about Galaxy's Edge in super tremendous detail over the next week. But there is something that I definitely wanted to share with you, or a couple of things actually, that come out of Anthony Bresnikan's story because they directly impact the storyline of events between The Last Jedi and Episode 9. So that's what we're going to be talking about on today's episode of the show. So let's frame this by something that we don't know right now, which is we still don't know how long it is between the end of The Last Jedi and the beginning of Episode 9. But what we have learned, thanks to this media tour, is that when you are dropped into Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland or Disney World, you are going to be dropped into the Star Wars timeline shortly before the events of Episode 9. And you know, the way Anthony Bresican described it was that it would be somewhere after the events of The Last Jedi, but we don't necessarily know how long because, again, we don't know what the time gap is yet still. That's one of the big mysteries at this point. But we do know that it is supposed to be taking place, everything that we're gonna be see there is taking place shortly before the events of episode nine. What's more, the Resistance and the First Order are both recent arrivals at the planet. And it seems like just, you know, based on the languaging, the First Order may have gotten there first. They have set up a couple of weeks prior to the events of Galaxy's Edge, the you know to the events of us as park visitors arriving in Galaxy's Edge, and the Resistance is being described as only having arrived there about a week ago. So it sounds like the First Order has a bit of a lead in that regard, and they've been setting up surveillance stuff on the planet. The Resistance has a very temporary facility there, but you know have some sort of footprint that can also be you know, erased and removed and evacuated in a hurry. And the First Order is being represented by a 709th squadron, which is the Red Fury in their nickname. And they've arrived on a new kind of ship, the TIE Echelon. And they are looking for, quote-unquote, something. What it is, we don't yet know. And the Resistance may be looking for the same thing. But... Something that's very interesting, or two very somethings that are very interesting from the article, have to deal with the shops that people are going to be able to experience at Galaxy's Edge. One of them is the antiquity shop for Doc Ondar, who was the Ithorian, the hammerhead creature that was referenced briefly in Solo, a Star Wars story, and who's going to be appearing in the comic book series that's coming out tied to Galaxy's Edge. He is not only a collector of just rare, one-of-a-kind antiquities and selling these things, but also, in particular, Jedi and Sith artifacts as well. So wouldn't it be an interesting surprise to see the First Order after something like that? And... As far as Jedi and Sith go, well, that's the other side of the equation here. Uh, there is a shop called Savvy and Son, and it's actually a front for lightsaber building. Apparently, Savvy and Son are helping 
force sensitive people build lightsabers in secret and they have a shop that's run by a, the park employees are being referred to as the gatherers and they are people who bring balance to the force by helping anyone build a lightsaber basically so i guess they're sharing their knowledge of the force and of lightsaber building probably with whoever wants it and that is their way of bringing balance to the force and I'll explain what's crucially important about that as well in just a second. I do just want to take a moment to ask you to subscribe to the show if you're not doing it already, whether you want the audio version on your favorite podcast app or whether you want to check out the video version on YouTube or Facebook, wherever you like to get it. Make sure you subscribe so it's delivered to you automatically. And I hope you'll also consider supporting me and delivering this daily dose of Star Wars joy to you by supporting me at patreon.com slash SW7X7. You know, it's taken a long time for me to be able to say, hey, I think I'm worth $5 a month. And, you know, like that's that whole self-worth battle. But I really feel like I'm worth $5 a month to you. So I hope you will consider that I am and agree with me. And hey, if it's not $501 a month, then there are other options for you there as well. Patreon.com slash SW7X7. So the other thing that's crucially important about the fact that they're building lightsabers in secret is that it must mean they have a supply of kyber crystals that they have access to. And whether that's actually on Batu or not, don't necessarily know for sure, but I will say that there was no sensation of kyber crystal stuff that was talked about in the Thrawn Alliances novel. So I don't necessarily think they are getting their kyber crystals on Batu. I think they're having to have them sourced from somewhere else, which you know creates its own situation. But as we've learned from background information on the First Order in the cross-sections books or the Visual Dictionary books for The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, their weapons, their big super weapons, are kyber crystal fueled, powered, if you will, especially, you know, Star Destroyers, like the big guns on their Star Destroyers are actually enhanced by kyber crystals. So this is absolutely a resource that the First Order wants to control, similar to how the Empire wanted to control the kyber crystals as well. And so I can imagine that that's probably some of what is going on with the First Order, but I have a feeling it might have more to do with Doc Ondar's relics and antiquities of the Jedi and the Sith. I guess we're going to find out, though. We <laughs> better find out at some point. But that is going to do it for today's episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.